I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is Psychacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is how to get any man you want the hook. All right, so this is the second of a three-part series addressed to women who are interested in having the relationships they want with the men they want to have them with. The three caveats are the same. If you neither need nor want a man, then this episode is not for you. This is not about getting any man, but about getting high-value men that you actually want to be in relationships with. And this is not a moral or ethical exhortation for women to act in certain ways, but a discussion of effective, pragmatic strategies. Let's get to it. As I discussed in my first episode, a woman can get any man that she has direct access to, and the master key to unlock that relationship is being useful. This means providing value that is instrumental in helping the man in question achieve his goals and fulfill his mission. Understand that the responsibilities you take on in this regard are a privilege because they are what allow you more intimate access to the man you have in your sights. If you can succeed in integrating yourself into the day-to-day logistics of his life, it will be next to impossible to extricate you, which is a de facto commitment. Just like men have to earn their sexual optionality with women, women need to earn their commitment optionality with men. However, this by itself is not enough to seal the deal, especially in the modern age. There's one other thing you have to do, and this is why you need to have direct access to the man in question. The second thing that women have to do to get any man they want is... They have to be the nastiest, sluttiest version of themselves they can possibly be. I'm not kidding. A lot of women will do the right thing with the wrong men. They'll sleep with a cute guy, but one with no real chance of a future on a first date. But when they meet a man with potential, they'll say that they're dating intentionally and they're looking for something serious and want to take it slow. It should be the other way around, ladies. The less interested you are in a committed relationship with any given man, the longer that person should wait for sex and vice versa. Why is that? Because sex is reinforcing. It's a reward for men. And there's no point in acting like you don't understand this because you tend to withdraw it as a punishment. So you're aware that sex is reinforcing. You just typically go about applying that reinforcer, not in the most intelligent manner. And I'm here to tell you that if you like a man, if you're attracted to him, and you can see a potential future with him, you need to throw the good stuff at him as much as you can, as fast as you can. There are several reasons why this is a good idea. In the first place, withholding sexual opportunity doesn't work with men with a lot of options. As I discussed in the episode, How to Have a Fulfilling Sexual Relationship, If your diner is closed, your customers aren't just going to wait around in hunger. They're going to go to another restaurant. The only men on whom this strategy works tend not to have other places to eat. And it works because they reason that waiting at that restaurant will still get them fed faster than finding another option elsewhere. However, since people want what other people want, I'm going to go out on a limb and predict that the man that you're targeting as your best option isn't going to be one of these guys. Women desire in groups. If you want him, other women do too. 
So this strategy isn't going to work with this guy. He's just going to move on to someone who's open for business. Some of these guys may have thousands of options. You need to get to the point. Think of the sexual opportunity as your elevator pitch. You may only have a very small window of time within which to demonstrate value, and that window may not open again anytime soon. In the second place, unlike women, men have what's called a refractory period. I'm sure you ladies have encountered this in your dating lives. Most men are thinking about sex constantly. Thinking leads to looking. Looking leads to finding. Finding leads to acting. The only time men aren't thinking about sex is immediately after having it. Now, men have a thing for novelty and variety, which are as rooted in their sexual instincts as strength and symmetry are in women's. So while throwing sex at him isn't a guarantee he won't look elsewhere, it is, by far, your best possible strategy to prevent that. Food isn't interesting when you're full. So you don't want the man you're targeting to eat at another restaurant, right? So be sure he doesn't leave the house hungry. If you can provide that at a cadence that matches his libido, then you will functionally acquire a monopoly over his sex life. This gives you de facto sexual exclusivity. So this is how you get any man you want. You integrate yourself into the day-to-day mechanics of his life by providing instrumental utility so it would be difficult to get rid of you, and you generously and proactively keep him sexually satisfied so he doesn't look elsewhere. Got it? Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message, because it's word-of-mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. You may also consider hitting the thanks button and tipping me in proportion to the value you feel you've received from this message. It's support like that that helps to keep the lights on this channel. I don't take corporate sponsorships or do product placements, so this is how I stay independent and how I do what I need to do to keep this channel going. Thank you so much for your support. Now, it's important to appreciate that I'm not advising you to just have a lot of sex with the man that you've targeted. That's good, but it's not foolproof. The language I used was to be the nastiest, sluttiest version of yourself as possible. This technically doesn't mean you even have to have intercourse because this is relative to your previous sexual experience. This means that if all you've ever done with a man is hold hands, then you better be prepared to do the nastiest, sluttiest hand-holding of your entire life, like all stroking his fingers and rubbing the back of his hand real soft and giving it little squeezes. Do you get it? Like, no matter what you've done, you have to do more with the man you really want. And this is because a man is going to compare your sexual behavior with him against your previous sexual history as a means of measuring how attracted you are to him. No man, especially a high-value man with lots of options, is going to feel good about moving forward with a relationship if you've treated other men better in the sexual department. And I'm using this word better from the perspective of men, because remember, it's the cat who decides what milk is good. They are going to feel like a schmuck committing to a woman who has given away the same or a better sexual opportunity more freely, 
more quickly and more cheaply to someone else. So your current sexual behavior is titrated to your previous sexual history. This means that if you've had sex with a guy on the first date before, guess what? You're going to have to do that with this guy. Because if the guy you want finds out that you made him wait, you're going to have trouble. Why? Because regardless of your feelings, those other guys were able to access the same or better sexual opportunity more cheaply. This means that if the guy you want requests certain sexual behaviors and you tell him that you've tried them before with other men and you don't like doing them, you're going to have trouble. Why? Because regardless of your preferences, those other guys apparently got a more sexually open and adventurous version of yourself, presumably without even the cost of commitment. Think about shopping. How would you feel about paying more for less? Not great, right? This is how men see it. So if you did certain things in certain ways with guys you wanted less from, you have to be prepared to do at least as much and probably much more with the guys you want more from. Men are going to be enthusiastic about moving forward with commitment if they feel like you give them more than they've given anyone else, that you like them more than you like anyone else. And the way that most men feel that liking is in the bedroom. Since sex is rewarding to men, if the sex isn't bountiful and forthcoming, he's going to feel as though you're not interested, and he's probably right. And why would he give you what you want if you're not giving him what he wants? And to be honest, Women generally understand this. They can be creative with their body accounting, and they have ways of making a man feel like he's the best she's ever had. Every woman who's fudged her numbers or screamed a little louder in the bedroom than was warranted does so in an attempt to manipulate this feeling in men. It's that important. The primary way that we men feel as though you women like us more than anyone else is that you're willing to do things with us sexually that you've never done with anyone else. And not just willing that you like enthusiastically participate in them, like you even initiate those things. That will get you in so much easier than just like being willing to do what the guy wants. Like be bold, drive the relationship sexually. And that also helps you to channel it into behaviors that you are more comfortable doing. This means... Basically, that you should be prepared to be at least as kinky and open and available and daring as you've been with any other man that you've been with when you're targeting a man for commitment. And this is related to the first key, which is to make yourself so useful that it would be difficult to replace you. This might hurt some feelings, but especially in this market, sex is cheap. It's easy to replace. And it's easy for the high-value men with options that you're targeting for commitment to get. Of course, people have their own preferences and comfort levels. But the more your sexual menu includes things that other women wouldn't ordinarily do, the harder it will be to replace you in the bedroom. Just like women want a bad boy who's good just to them, Men want a good girl who's just bad for them. 
when you're going for the kill, you need to be your baddest, most generous, most willing, and most adventurous sexual selves, okay? And this is because your sexual behavior is not only being compared with your own sexual history, it's also being compared with his sexual history. Chris Rock once said that a woman cannot go backwards in lifestyle and a man can't go backwards sexually. That's right. Once you date a man with a car, you're not going to move forward with the guy with a bus pass, right? By the same token, once a guy has gotten used to certain sexual behaviors and frequencies and attitudes, he's not going to move forward with a woman who doesn't offer him that optionality. So not only do you have to do things that you've never done with any other man, you have to do things that he's never done with any other woman. And that's how you become like invaluable and irreplaceable to that guy. The advice that Patrice O'Neill gave women, which was good advice, was to think of the nastiest, dirtiest thing they could possibly do in the bedroom and to do that. How you beat out your competition for the high value man you've targeted Well, consider an auction house. Lots of people are competing to buy the same one lot. Who wins? The one who pays the most. The willingness to do what no one else is doing is the cost of winning. By the same token, this is how you outcompete all the other women who are vying for the same man. You do what no one else is willing to do because that is the cost of winning. Of course, you don't have to, but sellers also don't have to transact at lower price points, do they? And as before, this is another way in which women's pride tends to trip them up. They believe they shouldn't have to do these things in order to secure the commitment that they want, but that's tantamount to believing that they shouldn't have to bid more than anyone else in order to win the lot they want. I guarantee you, the sellers do not share this belief. Being useful is how you draw closer to a man, but providing this sexual fulfillment is how you seal the deal. You do these two things, you can get a celebrity, a CEO, a millionaire, an athlete, really any man that you could possibly want. Basically, you take on responsibilities so that you secure more regular, consistent access to the man, And then you bombard him with wild, frequent, brain-melting sex so that he has no interest or hope of finding something better elsewhere. Men are not complicated. Do these two things, and you can have any man that you have access to. The only thing standing in the way is you. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.